Hey, and welcome back to Game Talk. I'm Abin Mion. Today I'm joined by Connor. <coughs> and Mike. Hello. Uh, first thing that I want to talk about today is that uh, Nintendo just announced that Pikmin 3 is getting a re-release on Switch. And I find this pretty exciting because I've actually never played a Pikmin game. And just, like, the snippets of gameplay I've caught seem really appealing. It seems like a lot of fun. It seems really charming. So it's, it's I'm definitely going to check really this funny. out. Uh, that they're doing this because I believe every that means every single Pikmin game has released on a fairly unpopular platform and then been ported to a far more popular one now. Oh, really? Because I, the, I believe that I don't know about the second one. I know the first Pikmin game got ported to the Wii. Yeah. After releasing on GameCube, I think the second one did too. So what did the first one come out on? What sixty four or GameCube? No, GameCube. 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 Yeah. And the second one was also on GameCube? Yes, Pikmin 1 and 2 were both GameCube, and then at least Pikmin 1 were re-released under the, like, new motion control, like, brand that they did for a little bit on the Wii. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I I played it on the original GameCube. I have actually never finished a Pikmin game, but I have a, a great love for the series. Just not great enough to finish it, I guess. Which is funny, because I don't think they're particularly long games. They're just, uh, I don't know. I played Pikmin 1 and 2 when I was fairly young, and uh, I didn't really have the head for what is essentially an RTS. An action RTS, maybe? I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe. Yeah, okay, so that's that's something I want to kind of get into. I don't really even know what genre Pikmin is. Like, it kind of looked like a strategy game, which is really unusual for me, like, getting that from Nintendo. Yeah, it's clearly Nintendo's original take, like... Like, when Nintendo made Animal Crossing, they were trying to take a slice of the Sims pie, and this is Nintendo trying to take a slice of the RTS pie, I feel like. Yeah, and successfully, too. I mean, like, granted, like, the sales aren't, like, mind-blowing, but, like, critically, like, it's 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 very popular, right? Like, it, yeah. it, it, it reviews really well and, like, has a really strong cult following. Like I said, it's never had an original release on a console that was performing well. Yeah, like, I think, so I, I saw recently that the final sales for, like, the Wii U version were somewhere on, like, 1.2, 1.3 million worldwide, wow. and it's going to, like, destroy that number on Switch. Oh, yeah, probably in the first, like, month, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's, that's, it was one of the, like, three Wii U games I ever had. <laughs> I think the only, like, I only had, like, two Wii U games. It was, like, or maybe two or three, I think it was, like, Mario Kart... Smash and Mario Party. I barely yeah, I, I had all I had. I think were Smash Bros, Pikmin, uh, Breath of the Wild there at the end, and uh, Mario 3D World. Yeah, but um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but there's like a slightly controversial element to this, where Nintendo removed the Wii U version from the Wii U eShop uh, of Pikmin 3, so you can't get the Wii U version anymore. That's that is odd. That's kind of lame, but also like all three Wii U owners must be very upset about that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, like, there certainly is like a demographic out there that's like a generation behind. You know, like yeah. that's that's definitely a thing. So that yeah strikes me yeah. as a little scummy, but it is scummy. 
Something similar happened. I think it was an accident, but something similar happened with the Destroy Humans remaster release on Xbox recently. I think a lot of people had the original like removed from their accounts. I imagine it was like a stupid clerical error involving two games with the same name. Yeah, it doesn't strike me that Microsoft would be one to do something like that. But because I, uh, this this actually isn't the first time Nintendo's done this. Apparently, they did the same for uh, Donkey Kong uh, Country. Tropical no, Donkey Freeze. Kong uh, Tropical Freeze. Yeah, that is Donkey That's, Kong Country uh, Tropical Freeze. Yeah, right. I, uh, so that, I don't know. Yeah, I see why people would be upset with that, because I'm kind of a... Uh, I like to ride the hype train, sort of. But, yeah. like, for, like I was yeah. talking about the Stroll Humans game came out recently. I had that on PS2, and I, uh, I'd i only ever played Destroy Humans 2. So I uh, decided to ride the hype wagon and play some Destroy Humans 1 this week, since everybody's talking about it. Yeah. Game holds up, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, yeah it is kind of scummy that they're making, you know... They're hurting people that do that. Yeah, and also like the the sixty dollar asking price was a little contentious, but I personally I'm fine with that because it's like a brand new experience to me. But I can see where like I don't know if you if you just wanted to like pick it up as yeah, like the definitive version. It it's might, really be a forty dollar game. I mean, yeah. it's old at this point. It was like early Wii U. Old? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I I saw they were including all the DLC. I wasn't even aware that there was Pikmin 3 DLC. Uh, was there Pikmin yeah, DLC? I mean, Hold on. There definitely on. was because but, that yeah was they the said big, they're including it. This right? is like the yeah this is the version that packages all of it together. So and there, there is. is some new content in there like playing as Olimar and Louis. I think is new. Because uh. That's what was interesting about Pikmin 3. Actually, it was the first one you don't get to play as Olimar, I don't think. There is. There's a bunch. Huh. Oh, it's just mission modes, though. It's... Well, that's fine. I mean... Yeah. God, this Pikmin wiki, I hate it. I hate the crosser. <laughs> it's so... It's like the onion, and it's so obtrusively large. Pikmin's weird for me because, um, like... In Pikmin 3, they added Rock Pikmin and Flying Pikmin, and they removed purple Pikmin and white Pikmin. And that's weird to me because, like, rock Pikmin and purple Pikmin seem to do, like, pretty much the same thing. And it's just weird to me that they would remove a species of Pikmin, you know? That that messes with the canon in my mind. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like, my only exposure to Pikmin is through Smash, and, like, the purple Pikmin's, like, the strongest one, so... That's, yeah, I believe a purple Pikmin has the strength of 10 Pikmin in the, in the Pikmin games. The strength and the weight of 10. Mm-hmm. Big boy. Yeah, and the purple Pikmin, or not purple, the white Pikmin are just poisonous. So if they get eaten, they poison whatever ate them. That's kind of... I didn't yeah. use them a whole lot because it made me really sad when my Pikmin would die anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like I think this leads into a slightly more interesting discussion of... Nintendo really doesn't have anything else announced for this fall other than Pikmin, right? Not that I know of. I mean, yeah, that's, we keep thinking it, that they're going to say the Mario Where is the Mario collection? <laughs> Does it exist? Was it just a strange rumor? I don't know. I hope to God it wasn't a strange rumor, because I want that so badly. Yeah, and I feel like... There's, but even that's not a temple release, in my opinion. Exactly, that's what I'm getting at. I don't think they have anything for the fall, like anything big. At least, you know, like they haven't announced it yet, which is kind of weird. Cause, I, right? like, I think they're going to announce Breath of the Wild too, and it's going to be their Christmas. Re- that's going to be their holiday release this year. 
I mean, if if they're going to do it, they better do it soon. It's already August, you know. Nintendo, I mean, that's their MO recently. They announce a game a month before it comes out. Yeah, I mean, I feel like there has to be something coming out this fall. Like, at the bare minimum, I the the Mario Collection has to yeah, be Yeah, I think the Mario Collection could come out in the fall and Breath of the Wild 2 comes out holiday season. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, if we were making bets right now, I do not think Breath of the Wild 2 is happening this year. Yeah, no, Breath of the Wild I, 2 I, is definitely a 2021-2022 I mean, it'll have been in development for two years. That's a long time for a sequel using the same map, which they've already confirmed it is. Did they confirm that? Yes. Did same they? Map? Yeah, they've confirmed they're using the same map as the original. Okay, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that, the way I see it, Breath of the Wild lessens my excitement, be, actually. Breath of the Wild 2 is going to be what the Breath of the Wild DLC should have been. I think that's what it's going to be. That's kind of unfortunate i hope i hope you're wrong because the breath Gosh. of the Wild DLC was god awful i, I regret mean, buying it just based off yeah it wasn't very good but just based off like that one trailer they showed for breath of the wild 2 like it, it every indication seemed to me that it would be the majora's masks to the ocarina of time um, yeah they're obviously adding uh to the map but i am pretty sure a&m has confirmed in interviews that it is the same map they're just adding to it okay well, I think it's I mean, incredibly likely they'll do like a dark world style thing ever. Yeah, yeah, in any open world game. So like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure, and you know, they could have changed their mind. It's Nintendo. That that information's old. But <laughs> and if anybody's gonna decide that something was a bad idea halfway through development, you know, Nintendo's not afraid to do that. And plus, you know, like, there's no way this game is going to be bad in any under any circumstance. You know, there's no bad mainline Zelda game that just doesn't happen. Like, that would be historic if this game was bad. So, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever they do, I pretty much trust them, is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I will probably watch no trailers from here on out and buy the buy a day one. For yeah. Breath of the Wild 2? Yeah. Have they released anything else about that? No. I thought no, they'd it, have it. Have we heard anything up. about the new Super Mario's? I don't, I don't think alleged. they're going to do that series anymore. The new Super Mario Bros? No, like the alleged remakes. Oh, yeah. We, we were just mentioning, I, I think that'll come out this fall. Probably. If it's going to come at all. It'd definitely be something nice for Nintendo to do. Because there's a whole audience who's never touched a GameCube. Or did not touch the Galaxy games. Because I never did. I mean, there's a whole audience that hasn't touch the n64 you know yeah like, super mario yeah 64, okay yeah there's touched. a lot of people who haven't played super mario 64 but i do not believe there are a lot of people who haven't played super mario 64 ds yeah super mario 64 that, ds has definitely been played by a lot of people that game sold gangbusters so like you know and so did the nintendo ds yeah so people know the game like if 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 this is going to happen it it's got to get announced to the next direct like it has to I, be would you guys want them to include the stuff from 64 ds what, it had multiple playable characters, didn't it? Yeah. And 30 new stars. Uh, I'm actually not too familiar with the new content. I'd be totally content with just a 64 remaster. See, I would really want them to include the 64 DS stuff, personally. How do they add new stars? Like, do they just add to some of the levels? Uh, I, think so. I, think, I think they put an eighth star in every level. That's and really cool. I... They... I, I think that's what they did. I'm trying to remember it right now. I know that they added um, three new bosses because you have to fight a boss 
Okay, so if you guys haven't played it, you don't start as Mario in 6040s. You start as Yoshi, and you have to I fight a boss. Remember this. You have to fight a boss to unlock Mario, and it's like a giant Goomba. And I think the boss is interesting because it fights totally different as Yoshi than it does as Mario. And yeah, they have to have added an 8th star because you have to fight uh, King bob twice because they had to change the fight so that Yoshi could do it. Because uh, mm. Yoshi can't pick things okay. up. But yeah, uh, you fight a variation. Of, you fight a King Boo instead of Big Boo, but it's different enough that it was actually cool to unlock Luigi. And you fight a variation of King Cold. It's kind of a mashup between a Bowser fight and a King Cold fight. Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess this sounds kind of neat, but like... I and just they added, want. I just want 64. Like they added a few standalone levels as there well. What's that? They added a few standalone levels as well. Yeah. yeah. Were they yeah. like comparable to like how good the other levels were? Uh, they were much smaller. Like they were one star levels, but I thought they looked good. They were fun. I don't yeah, know. I, don't I wouldn't know. miss the extra levels too much, but I liked playing as Luigi. <laughs> Did he, and I like, like playing as Yoshi too. I like the character swap. I don't know. 64 DS was different enough. Did he have any like different properties than Mario, or was it just like a he jumped skill? higher? And when he did a backflip, he did this. Um, he he kind of hovered. He fell slow. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, yeah, each character there were bricks only Wario could op- uh break placed around. There were uh red bricks that Luigi and Mario could break. Yoshi could not did, break. Did you bricks. say Wario? Yeah, Wario is playable. What? That's yeah, wild. did you not know this? How have you not played this game? I played uh, the DS version very briefly. I didn't really get into it too much. See, I've 100%ed both, and uh, DS holds a special place in my heart. I I don't think... Uh, this might be a, a hot take, but people whine about that D-pad, and I really... It did not bother me for a moment. <laughs> I mean, do you even use the D-pad in 64? In 64 DS, the D-pad is all you have. You don't have a control stick. Oh, right. I'm thinking 3DS. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. People whine about controlling Super Mario 64 with a D-pad, but I Yeah, I don't think I would like that very much. They they handled it extremely competently. Like, it's not eight directions. It's like a... uh, like, when you press right, Mario doesn't go right immediately. He, like, turns right a little bit. It's kind of hard to explain. It's not tank controls. It's very difficult to explain. But it's not eight-directional movement. Because that would have been terrible. It's weird. And you can yeah. also use the touchscreen as, like, a pseudo-control stick. But I, I don't really like that. Oh, yeah. I remember that feature. Yeah. I It didn't do anything for me. I tried it out a little bit. They even sold, like, that little thing to put, like, a nub to put on your thumb to use. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. It did nothing for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like, hopefully we get something from Nintendo this fall. What uh, I would be comfortable with is, is if they just included the characters, but not, like, the, the characters, but they didn't make them mandatory. Like, they didn't wall off stars behind Wario and Luigi like they did in the original, if they just added them as options. Yeah, making that optional is good because I feel like it would rub some purists the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, which, it, a, a lot of purists won't even look at the DS game because of the D-pad. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and also they did have to remove one star, I think, from maybe two. 
I, I can't even remember which ones. Uh, I think there were two, but I can't remember the second one. But they had to remove the star that you get by using the metal cap and the invisible cap at the same time. Because you cannot do that in DS. Because they replace the caps with power flowers. And the character you're using determines which power-up you get from it. Mm. I see. Yeah, no offense, but I hope it's the original. <laughs> I yeah, there are certain things from DS that I hope get included, but I won't be torn up if it's just the original. I wanted to bring something up, and I don't know if you guys have heard. Um, are you familiar with what's going on with the new Square Enix, uh, the Crystal Dynamics Avengers game? Yes. Oh, the, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man exclusive. Yeah. So they recently announced Spider-Man in a game with an already sort of limited roster, right? And Spider-Man is only going to be available on PlayStation consoles, which is which is a huge deal uh, in terms of like uh, third party exclusive content. This is the biggest I've heard of in a long time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big deal in like conceptually. Like I get that people are upset that this is now a possibility. This has been a thing for a while, though. I mean, like, like platform yeah. exclusive content. Yeah, first party companies shelling out for third party exclusive content has been the norm for a long time now. I'm just saying, yeah. I think this is like taking it to the next level. Maybe. I mean, really? personally, I couldn't really care less because yeah, I, I think that Avengers this game, game looks, looks like a terrible. trash fire. I don't see why anybody cares. But, but the thing is, it is going to be popular because it's Marvel and it's the Avengers. You know, it's going to, it's going to be relevant whether we like it or not. I think, and. Yeah, Spider-Man is only available on PlayStation consoles. So like that begs the question of like when you're when there's like cross-play multiplayer in the game like will Xbox players be able to like team up with Spider-Man but just not be Spider-Man like I mean, so I, I think have... this effect, I think this move effectively means that like if people are going to get this game, they will get the PlayStation version, which is what Sony wanted. It's just like a very conniving way to go about it, right? See, I don't I don't see it <sighs> I'm bad about this stuff, though. I'm probably not like other people at all. But when I know that something was, like, platform exclusive or something like that in a game, I won't use it. Because I have, like, I have it in my head that, like, oh, this is extra. I I inherently paid extra for this. It's overpowered. It's stupid. It's not part of the core design. I don't like it. So if I were to buy this game even on PlayStation, I would 100% ignore Spider-Man if at all possible. Just because that's how my head works. Right, I I get that mentality, but I think it might not apply to this specific game because this game is being built to be like a Destiny like, right? It's going to be a platform where content keeps getting added and added and added. God, so this I feel like this be game a trash fire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I, I I mean, I think eventually I think this is one of those cases where it'll come out be terrible and eventually they'll make it good because there's no way they're giving up on this idea, I think. Like they'll pump money into it until it's good. Right. Avengers is just too big to fail, I feel like. Maybe. I don't but know. Like, We've had feel, a lot of bad Marvel games before. I think the bad Marvel games were in the times where the MCU didn't take over the world, right? Like, I feel like after the MCU blew up, we started getting, like, you know, Insomniac Spider-Man. Yeah. To a, to a lesser extent, Iron Man VR, right? It's, like, not even as close to as good as Spider-Man, but it's still, like, an innovative VR title. 
I mean, I think we're just in an age of generally better licensed games right now. I don't think Marvel necessarily True. has anything to do with it. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. True. So, yeah, like, I feel like it, it, in most cases you'd be right. But in this case where, like, the whole design of the game is based around adding content, uh, I feel like Spider-Man's going to be just as fleshed out as, like, say, Iron Man or Thor, right? But, like, Xbox players will just supposedly never be able to access him? Or, I don't know, like, I feel like... Like, I mean, how I, fleshed out are the characters? I can't help but, like, when people talk about this game, I, I know that I've seen that this isn't really what it is, but what I see is Ultimate Alliance when I think about it. Yeah, it's it, imagine, I don't know. like the And, like, you could remove analog, any ten characters from Ultimate Alliance and I wouldn't notice. The closest analog I can think of, and this is with, with seeing very little gameplay because I just really am not interested at this time, but the closest analog I can think of is Destiny, and Destiny's like different classes, like Titan, Warlock, Hunter. Except See, those, those don't instead of those, you have either. like like removing one of those would do nothing to me. I play Destiny. I played quite a bit of it. And yeah, I, I, I don't if they know. took as away a, my favorite as a class, Destiny fan, like, I, I definitely care. disagree with that. I think like they all offer unique enough gameplay mechanics to feel distinct. And I feel like that's kind of the vibe they're going for with this game, right? So, like, the different classes are going to be, like, you know, in one mission, someone's going to be Iron Man, someone's going to be Thor, someone's going to be Spider-Man, right? Like, those characters are the different classes. So, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's a pretty big... If if that's true, right? Like, I feel like that's a pretty big... You're essentially locking out uh, an entire platform from a class in the game, but you know, yeah, I, don't I mean, know. I don't know. I don't personally. See I don't any care from like exclusive fighters in a fighting game. Yeah, I guess it's just it's just blew up a little more because specifically it's Spider-Man and Spider-Man's like the most popular hero. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. If people expected Sony owns Spider-Man. <laughs> like, yeah, like they made the Spider-Man movies and. They yeah. have the Spider-Man games, yeah. But, like, people, like, point to, um, oh, gosh, the recent Marvel game that came out on Switch, like, the, the Black Order or yeah. something. Ultimate Alliance, Black Order. Yeah. Ultimate Alliance, yeah, Spider-Man was in that. So I think people are viewing this as, like, a targeted move against Microsoft or something. I, I don't think it is. I think, I don't know. I don't see it as a big deal, personally. Yeah, and I think... Um, I think this leads into... Sorry, go ahead. I may just be blinded by how little I care about this game. Yeah, I I mean, I I really don't care either, but I thought it'd be worth bringing it up because a lot of people do care. Yeah. But, like, I think this leads into a more interesting discussion of where where, um, it seems like, based off the rumors I've read, right, like, a lot of insiders are hinting at, like, hey, this next generation, both first-party companies, Sony and Microsoft, are going to go hard at third-party exclusive deals like and you know it's they're hinting at uh especially sony and square right are really cozying up this generation so that leads me to believe that like it sort of implies that maybe final fantasy 16 will be an exclusive to ps5 which would be wild i think that would be the most insane announcement i think yeah yeah, that would rightfully anchor a lot of people yeah, that would. I mean, I wouldn't be real happy because I liked Final Fantasy 15 a lot, and I don't really have any intention of getting a PS5 right now. 
Yeah. So. And I think you know, like Sony's done this before. Like Street Fighter Five was only on PS4, and I think it came to PC later, or maybe it was simultaneously PS4, PSC, PC. But the point is, like, they just were avoiding putting it on an Xbox platform for as long as possible. So, I don't know. I think, uh, and I'm sure Xbox has similarly massive deals, right? Like they have to have something in the pocket to counter that. So. It's just I don't know. It's a bizarre world where I feel like I feel like third party should truly be third party. You know, like if you're a third party game should be available wherever. God, you know, it'd be really nasty. Yeah. What Final Fantasy VII remake part two exclusive to the PS5? Oh. <laughs> I mean, part part one was part one's exclusive for like a year, right? Is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, part one's right now. You can only play Final Fantasy VII remake. On PS4. I did not know that. I had no idea. I thought it was available on PC and Xbox. No, 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 no. See, that's no, they're already. See, I don't care about Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, but, but like, yeah, more more people care about Final Fantasy than you know. Obviously, I typed in Final the Fantasy Avengers seventy six remake sent help. God, now I feel goofy even saying that. Yeah, it probably will be. Is it exclusive? Yeah, I mean, I, I I promise you, you can look this up. You can only play fi- Final Fantasy VII Remake on PS4 right now. That explains uh, why it's not yes. on Game Pass. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's it's pretty. That's pretty. Yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. Again, that doesn't bother me that much because, like, I think back to Final Fantasy VII originally being exclusive to the PS1. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Third parties make that, exclusives like, all the time. It's just weird that when like certain games in the series are like different to different platforms right like 15 was available on all consoles now there's I mean, imagine how much 16. it sucks to be a monster hunter fan you had to play like the first three on ps2 or something or no the first two on ps2 and then you had to switch to i think wii u and then to 3ds yeah. and now to now it's multi-plat everywhere except nintendo except monster hunter generations ultimate was exclusive to the switch like it's nothing new yeah, yeah. It's not new. It's just I think it's it the scale of it is maybe just getting bigger now. Is and like especially considering Crystal Dynamics, you know, like who who are making this Avengers game, like they themselves um d- did something similar with their um Tomb Raider series, right? Like Tomb Rise of the Tomb Raider was only available on Xbox One for like a year before it came to other platforms. I didn't know that either. So. I, I I think uh, Crystal Dynamics. I think they're a part of Square, which is why I keep conflating the two. I hope I'm not wrong. Otherwise, this sounds really stupid. But I think I'm fairly certain Square Enix was involved in the uh, yeah the Avengers game. So they're pretty comfortable with you know signing off on exclusivity deals. So uh, I mean, I would be too. Surprise me. Somebody's knocking on my door with a couple million. You know, it's it's probably more than a couple million. Yeah, say. <laughs> I'm cheap. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a couple million. Yeah, it's not like I'll turn my nose at that. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, interesting times are ahead, and I especially considering that like we still don't know the shape of like the next gen console like launch lineup or like their full suite of games. Even like both companies have come out and said that like everything we've shown to this point is just a part of the picture, right? So both Sony and Microsoft have more games to show, have more features to show, and I think that the third-party partnerships will be a big part of that. 
Yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time believing Microsoft has a whole lot of games left to show. That feels I a lot like Big just, Talk. I think if you just do the math right, like they have to have more, right? They have something like 12 first-party studios, and how many first-party games have we seen at their showcase so far? Like half of that? So oh, I think they've they got have a- more. I just don't I don't feel like they necessarily have anything big. Yeah, so the, I think the one... Sorry, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Microsoft's been gobbling up like indie studios pretty heavily. I mean, yeah, not just indie dream. studios. They're gobbling up major, major AAA studios as well. They need that um, first-party backing that they've not had. God, I would love yeah. for Microsoft to acquire THQ or something. Uh, they're already you, owned by Nordic. So uh, just, just speaking of uh, you know, the Microsoft games that could be shown... The one big X factor, if you will, for me, for Microsoft, is still the initiatives game. Remember, like last week I called it, they're calling it their quadruple A game, right? So that's got to be something. Uh, who knows what quadruple A actually means? Like, obviously it means it took a lot of money to make, but I, I'd like, I'm interested to see, like, how that differentiates from a triple A game in terms of, like, scope and Yeah, I mean, is it going to be more expensive than Halo Infinite? Like... I don't think so. I don't think anything's more expensive than Halo Infinite, at least that we know of. Which, yeah. But Halo Infinite's going to sell okay and still be the biggest flop of all time. Yeah, there's probably a lot of budget in Halo Infinite right now. There, yeah, I mean, yes, Microsoft is basically just throwing money at 343, but like, keep in mind that Halo Infinite is designed to be kind of a, like a platform, right? So I'm sure they'll make their money back through microtransactions and whatnot. Although Maybe. the Master Chief Collection on Steam has been having some issues. I've been Are seeing a, a lot of reports of people trying to play like the co-op campaign and having input delay, lag. The game itself is lagging behind. Well, the Master Chief Collection is always... I mean, that's just the nature Which, of the beast. That's how it's always yeah. been. It's emulated, and that's... People don't understand that it's an emulated game. No, it's not. It's a is native it port. No, it's is a native, it a native port? port. Yeah. I thought they just emulated most of it. Nah, it's a native port. We still don't have a decent Xbox 360 emulator. True. It, it's a port, and as as far as the Xbox I know the Xbox One, version, one at least emulates 360s. But if it was emulated, they wouldn't take. It, it no, wouldn't no, no. be yeah. such a so, yeah. It it emulates the Xbox One emulates 360 games, but the Master yeah. Chief Collection is actually a game ported and built for or remastered essentially for xbox one maybe that's why it has so many pc issues because it's 343 and they don't have a lot of pc development experiment that is yeah that is why they're not really used to working with a pc environment despite xbox and first gen consoles having a lot in common and that's always seemed so wild to me as a developer who's only worked on pc like the idea of pc being harder than console like is so weird to me. I mean, I I don't think that's really a thing anymore, right? Especially because the, the the architecture of the PS4 and Xbox One is so similar to a PC at this it point, is right? It's PC architecture now. It, last gen, talking about like the PS3, Xbox 360, those were so different from PS or PC architecture. Now it's a PC in a box. Essentially, pre-packaged. yeah. Prepackaged. Complete same architecture. Everything's very similar. It's easy to develop for. That's why last gen we had so many bad PC ports from games that were developed console first. I think it's pretty likely that the Series X, you're just going to be able to slap Windows 10 on it. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Like, the architecture is so similar I don't like that. 
That's also why, why they can do crossplay. Like, there's no extra development cost in developing for console anymore. It feels that's like. That's not true. Other than no, dev kits. But. No, I mean, it's still a lot of testing. And, uh. Uh, you have to port it. Like, you can't use yeah, the there, same libraries there, and everything. You still get an SDK. Yeah, yeah it's there's not as bad resources. As resources associated with porting the console but yes you're right it's definitely not as bad as it was before like yeah. developing uh, um, for the xbox 360 and the ps3 was like developing for a mac and a windows pc from 1995 like they were I radically mean, yeah, different ps3 especially was notorious for how difficult difficult it was to develop for uh you could slap some cell, good cell architecture things out of that but it was just ridiculously hard to develop for. So you saw Xbox the development has always been fairly similar to PC because of DirectX. Yeah. But and C Sharp, the whole XNA platform and all. Mono development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Microsoft from the get go made Xbox development easy for its developers to swap from PC to Xbox. PlayStation gave them here's a whole new processor that works completely different than what you're used to. But it's powerful. Have fun. Yeah, Sony was weird in the PS3 era, to say the least. Yeah, bunch it was of a weird good. Decisions. It produced a lot of interesting things, though. Like it, there were some good-looking games that came out of the PS3 towards the end of its lifespan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Un- Uncharted two and three, Metal Gear, The Last of Us. Last of Us. Yeah. Like I can still look back at PS3 games and still see they look really good for a console that's a decade old. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, speaking of Sony, by the way, they're having a state of play uh, conference thing tomorrow. It's going to be like 40 plus minutes long, essentially like a Nintendo Direct. But the peculiar thing is, they came out and said there's like no PS5 news in this in this presentation. Where I'm, and that just has me scratching my head a little bit. And like, then what are you going to talk about? Like, no one really wants to hear about PS4 anymore. I'm sorry. And and we know there's more PS5 information to be had, right? It, same with Xbox, right? Like we still don't know the prices of these things. It's August, it's, and they're coming out in like two months or so, two three months, which is just wild. It's it's just interesting because I think like this whole thing is just a weird game of chess between Sony and Microsoft. Neither of them wants to say the price first because they want to undercut the other one. And I think it's weird how cautious Sony is being because. I mean, they've never lost. Like, I think yeah. Sony's being cautious. No, I think Sony's rightfully being cautious because Microsoft's making so many like innovative moves right now. I feel like Sony feels like if they slip up, Microsoft will seize that opportunity. So I think I think they're playing it right in terms of strategy. It's just annoying as a consumer. Like, Maybe. I want the details. I want the price already. Like, come on. I still don't, like. I only know one person. Like. I know a single person who plans on buying a, a Series X, and that's still a soft maybe. Yeah, like, I don't. They don't know that they're gonna ser- get a Series X. They just know that they're not gonna get a PS5. I know there's. I don't know anybody that's legitimately gonna buy a Series X. Because. I mean, I mean Game Pass. Game Pass is a huge factor into that, right? So yeah. that's. And yeah, that's like, kind of. So it's, it, I I would say that Sony's not so much worried about Series X. They're worried about Game Pass, right? Like they're worried about Game Pass cannibalizing game sales. So an easy way to well not easy, but the, you know it's a good good way to get around that. I I am not opposed to having two subscription services. Yeah, 
But like, eh, yeah. Like I do, Xbox right I, now, like buying a Series X is pointless if you have a PC, because you can just get Game Pass on the PC and have all the access to the same games now. A lot of the same so, games. Yeah, a lot of the same games. Most of the exclusives will go directly to your console. There's no r- real reason to buy the Series X if you have a good enough PC, compared to say buying a PS5 where you know, you don't have access to those exclusives anywhere else. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, I I always say this and I always will. To me, it's about the games, right? And PlayStation just has the games for now. Yeah, PlayStation does have the games. That's that's what I hear from everybody. I mean, even myself. Like, if I was going to buy a console right now, it's PS5, easy. I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, Yeah, but, like, it's just so... I wish, like... I, I wonder what the whole picture is right like i think in two or three months we'll have the whole picture right now we i think we have half the picture on both sides right like we have half of sony's strategy half of microsoft's strategy and obviously a big part of microsoft strategy is going to be xcloud as well i just yeah i'm so curious to see how everything shakes out uh yeah and, did you all and, see and the price, xcloud trailer price the is obviously big fact that. no i didn't it was very nintendo switch-esque you know it even showed somebody with like the little like attachable controllers to the side of your phone playing halo wow yeah and like it looks good like the the trailer made it look you know if it works anywhere near as well as it does in the trailer i will upgrade to game pass ultimate yeah out of everything microsoft has offered so far going into next gen x cloud is the most intriguing thing to me uh yeah because like why buy a series x if i can you know i'm already paying for game pass why not pay the extra 10 bucks or whatever to have game pass ultimate and be yeah. able to play, you know, I don't have to worry about whether or not a game has cross-platform multiplayer. I can just play the Xbox version or whatever. Yeah. The only thing I think, is xCloud, I believe, is still running on uh, Xbox One S. It is not going to be running on Series X's yet. Yeah, but I'm sure that upgrade is coming. Um, the biggest thing for me for xCloud is I've got to just try it out and see how it feels. Because, like, it sounds a bit like magic to me, you know, until I play it. Like, but you know, the impressions are largely positive. It's just so difficult for me to believe. It, I, I think mean, it'll it, be one of those seeing is believing things. Uh, if you want to get a feel for what it's going to be like, try Nvidia GeForce Now. It's free. It plays your own Steam games. Oh, oh is it free? I didn't know yeah. that. Oh yeah, GeForce Now. Yeah, if you already own the game on Steam, you can just play it on GeForce Now for free. That's so nice. Yeah, I. It, you're gonna wait in the queue for a bit, but. I mean, I use I use GeForce now occasionally just because I don't have the hard drive space for stuff. So G, what is GeForce now running on? Just out of curiosity, like, uh, like do we know like it, the specs? Nvidia Nvidia Cloud? I don't know. I know that it supports RTX if you pay for it, but it doesn't if you don't. Mm-hmm. So okay, so it, it is running really on the specs machines. you would need to run the game. The games run on like Ultimate, pretty much exclusively okay. Ultimate, and they run gotcha. at 60 FPS, a hard stop. Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and was I, I wasn't aware that it was free. That's it's kind of blowing my mind right now. It's free unless you want like ray tracing or 4K. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. And then, I guess. then you're gonna pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it works. <sighs> I mean, I don't think my connection could even support 4K. Anyway, I think 4K is an option. I got gigabit internet now in Morgantown, and excited to push the limits of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think my bandwidth would be the problem. I think it's well. I guess if my bandwidth's not the problem, then it doesn't really matter what resolution I'm playing in. But 
uh, it's it's your latency that is the problem with these. You know, gigabit's not going to help. And you know, XCloud keeps touting that they've solved the latency problem. So yeah, whatever that means. Using fancy new codecs, doing black magic, whatever. I didn't believe it until IdSoft said that they'd done it. Then I was like, oh, wow, this might be real. Exciting <laughs> <laughs> times ahead, I think. Yeah, do you guys want to go into what you've been playing? Uh, yeah, you guys mind if I go first? Sure. Uh, so I wanted to be topical this week. So right after work today, I picked up Fall Guys uh, Ultimate Knockdown, I think it's called. Yeah, that's been getting been a bunch that. of buzz. Yeah, I, uh, I watched some gameplay of it, and uh, I was like, oh, this has to, like be one of those things that like gets old really quick but so far i'm really into it like there's not there's not a single activity that i like think is going to get old for me like there's not one that i like now that i see myself not liking 100 matches down (coughs) cut that out or leave it um, put it at the end yeah (laughs) that that could be my intro um (laughs) I uh, I really like it so far. I've only played an hour, so I can't say much. But I have played a lot of repeat maps, and I never am sitting there thinking, like, oh, I just played this one. And I, I played quite a few rounds. I probably played, like, eight rounds in that hour. This game is fast. Yeah, uh, they gave it away on PlayStation Plus for free this month, and... I got a couple invites from my friends to play it, and I saw that it was, like, really popular, but I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Yeah, I, I really wish I... I'm going to check to see if any of my friends on Steam are playing it. Cross-platform <laughs> is in their pipeline, but they're not sure when, which kind of so sucks. what do you do in the game? It's uh, it's a platformer at its core, but it's very much... It looks inspired by, like, Gang Beasts or Human Fall Flat. Oh, it's a oh little, yeah. Okay. It's very bouncy and... uh. Stuff like that, but I, I feel like it's... Huh? Frustrating to control? No. Uh, not in my opinion. I uh, Like, it clearly is inspired by that, but, like, when I... The whole... The name of the game is Risk versus Reward, as far as I can tell. Like, you are constantly thinking, like, is this risk worth taking, like, to knock this person out instead of me falling out? Like... If I dive, I might be able to knock this person or, like, get this advantage in the race that I'm in. But, like, I'll be out of control for a second if I do that. But, like, for the most part, I feel like I'm very much in control of my character. That's good. Yeah, and I I really like it. And so you heard me saying, like, knock people out or win the race or whatever. Game to game, you are not doing the same thing. So there are... Most of the games I've been in start with a race. And, um... It starts with 60 players, and this is wow. essentially a battle royale, but uh, you'll see up at the top right, it'll tell you how many players get to qualify, and uh, I think it's usually 32 or so, something like that, sometimes higher, uh, about 40-something, but uh, you want to be the first however many people to cross that finish line, or you are dis- uh, you don't qualify, you are terminated. Yeah. <laughs> What, what and it's, real, it's really fun. A lot of games are like that. However, some games, uh, there's one I was playing that you're like on a bunch of rolling logs and you just kind of have to stay on the log and not fall. And you're getting, you know, you have obstacles thrown at you and stuff. And you're all sharing, you know, you're all on the same one. So you're bumping into each other. That one doesn't have a time limit. 
and it doesn't have how many people qualify. It has how many people have to be eliminated before the game will end. And so those go on a little longer than I'd like sometimes, because in my opinion, they're very easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like you're just kind of waiting for other people to, to mess up or get pushed off or something. But th- there's so much variety in these games. There's uh, What I do hate is uh, there are team-based games in it. And this this does not make sense to me because there are three teams in every team-based game I've played. And i played quite a few. Actually, I think this is how I got eliminated every single time of my eight games. Uh, there are three teams, which you would think only the bottom team gets eliminated. So you would think, like, that's like a 66% chance of getting through this. But I have never won a team game oh. yet. I have been eliminated in every single team game I've been in. So I it's don't good. like that very much. Because I feel like I'm not really contributing. Like, even if mm. I'm doing well, I feel like it's not enough. Whereas it's no, really just this, you against the world a lot of the time. This, this sounds very fun. It is. The the thing that's going to determine whether or not this game is... I mean, this I, I really want to play this with some other people. I kind of hate that I'm playing it alone right now. Because I think it'd be way more fun to, like, yeah. you know, have... A, it's a good game that I, I imagine, like, this would be an amazing Extra Life game, for example. Like, right, like, yeah. Or, or like, you know, to, you know, have a couple drinks and then sit down and play this. It'd be hilarious. But I think it it's so different from other Battle Royales, because I hear a lot of people, like, Fortnite is the big Battle Royale. Uh, but when you play Fortnite, you're not necessarily playing to win. You know? Unless you're, not, you're, like, ninja or something. Yeah, but a lot of the time you have, like, other objectives you're trying to do. You're trying to unlock skins or whatever. You have other missions. In, right. I, gotcha. In Fall yeah. Guys, you're trying to win, but winning is not... Winning never seems that ridiculous because you're never against 60... You never have to beat 60 people at once. Like, that first round, you only have to beat 20 people. That's very doable. I, you know, like... I, I never go into the first round even stressing. I just assume I'm going to get through it. But at the end, you only have to beat, like, ten people. And, like, that doesn't seem that difficult to do either, you know? Yeah. So I think it it's structured in such a way that I think you play to win, and winning... You don't have to think about winning as being the best of 60 people. You take, you take the small victories, you know? <laughs> and the small victories feel good. It's really weird because... Winning, like, like I've been, like, one of the first five people to get across when, like, 40-some people are going to qualify, and that's kind of boring. Like, you do that, and you played really well and all, and that's great, but you just get to sit there and wait for the rest of people to qualify, and that's not very fun. The most fun I've had is when I am the very last person to qualify, (laughs) because, like... You know, you're coming in clutch, you got somebody right next to you, and you dive past them or something. That feels amazing. And that's when I think this game is at its best. Yeah, I feel like playing this with friends is, like, definitely the way to go. Like, do you know if it has... It probably doesn't, but does it have, like, a local component, like, a split-screen component? I do not believe so. I don't believe it has any split-screen component. It does have parties very similar to Fortnite, but it doesn't have split-screen that I know of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting it, but still, yeah, like... Yeah, jumping into like a party with your friends and and just messing around in this game. Yeah, I feel the like- only problem with jumping into a party with your friends is like you're probably going to be sitting there watching them play quite a bit. 
if you, if you get knocked because because if you get knocked out early, you know normally when you get oh, knocked right. out, you just go back to the lobby and jump into another round. But like if you get knocked out in the first or second round, then you're going to be sitting through all these load screens without even getting to play because you're going to be watching your friend. But how long does like a one full round or whatever one full game take? I mean, less than ten minutes probably. Yeah, so I guess that's not so bad. No, I feel like everyone who drops no. out can just and chill or cheer them on. Game. I don't. Have you guys seen video of it or anything? No. I've actually seen trailers of it like months upon months ago. It is a gorgeous game. It looks. Yeah. I mean, like, you know those like big inflatables and stuff that they set up at like big parties that like kids like obstacle courses the kids get on. It's yeah. like a less punk gang beast. The whole the whole game looks like those big inflatable things. Like yeah, I really love the look. It's of it. super colorful. The the costumes look really cool. I do. I don't love, at first glance, the way it handles money and stuff. It looks like a free-to-play game, which I don't like because it's not. I paid $20 for this game, but that's okay. <laughs> so it loses some points there, but yeah. I, I mean, I, was, I, got, I got it for free, so I'm go- I feel like I'm going to be impressed no matter what it is. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, this is, it's not very regular that I, like, finish something. Like, the only other game I can think of that does this to me is Rocket League, where, like, I finish a round and I, I like verbally say like yes like actually saying something out loud. Right. This is, Rocket League is probably the only other game that gets that out of me, and this has managed to do that quite a few times today. And I only played it for an hour. Yeah, this is definitely like the game of the moment right now. I, I'm just curious. I, I wonder like how yeah. long it'll sustain this momentum. That's what compelled me to pick it up. I've missed out on a lot of these and. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to be the <laughs> to be playing the game of the moment. And I yeah. figured, you know, I didn't know if either of you had checked it out, so I wanted our podcast to be topical this week because everybody's right. talking about this game. Man, I kind of wish I had checked it out back when my friend shot me the invite. You really should. You should download it after this because it's yeah. super fun. I'm actually gonna check my Steam to see if anybody else is playing it. So while we're doing that, uh, apparently, I just saw a tw- tweet from Jason Schreier. Schreier, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Blizzard staff are compiling a list of workplace requests for management, including equal pay, fair promotions, and living wages for QA. Oh, so I saw... Just an so, hour ago this happened. No, so th- this has been going on for a while, right? So Jason Schreier kind of exposing the pay inequities at Blizzard. And there's like a public Google Doc or whatever you can look at where Blizzard employees anonymously put their salaries in there. So that like the wage disparities are there for everyone to see. It's it's all quite interesting, but I feel like maybe we could save that topic for later, considering we're already so close yeah. to the end of this one. Yeah, I'm just saying it just broke today because they're now organizing. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, yeah. yeah so like yeah, some of the yeah the wage disparity. Like I took a peek at that pr- spreadsheet. It was, it was wild. Uh, some of the disparities there. Yeah. And, That's the next and like I, topic. Yeah, and I saw like a tweet from someone who had left Blizzard and gone to Riot and started making like over double what they made at Blizzard. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Mike, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I've been playing a lot of the same games. I went back into Warframe. <laughs> the oh boy. sweet comfort of a familiar friend. Yeah, no, it's it's literally the game I go back to every once in a while, and I'm like, oh god, it's changed a good bit, or they've changed a little, or oh man, they're adding a whole new open world. 
Yeah, in, I like, mean, two I think weeks. <laughs> as someone who just hears about Warframe, the thing that impresses me the most the most is the frequency of the updates and how big They're they are. Not as frequent as people would like to expect, but they at least provide new content at least twice, two, three times a year. Like, there's usually some big content at least once a year, if more. That's, like, people will get pretty antsy good. if there's more than, like, six months between content updates. Where, I like, mean, digital I like streams... A good, a good uh, analog would be, like, Bungie with Destiny. I feel like they really don't drop as much big content as I feel like they should to keep Destiny fresh and, and interesting. Aside, Yeah, they do it, know, like, once a year, right? They do do it, like, once a year, but, like, even though, like, so, like, the big content comes, like, once every two years, and then, like, on the off years that you get, like, new content, but it's not as substantial, so, like, it's definitely not, I feel like they're they're not doing it as well as Warframe, based off what I've heard. Yeah. Now, Digital Extremes, when they started Warframe, they were this small studio, and now they're, like, 200-some people. They've scaled up immensely. <laughs> in the last for them. year seven years i guess which is impressive because this game was their last game they were going to be able to make if they did if it didn't do well they were basically touting with bankruptcy and now they're super successful and can have a massive staff to support a game that continuously needs more content which is very impressive not a lot of studios are capable of scaling up as effectively as Warframe has. Well, having like a live game, right? Like they, yeah. Warframe's been there the whole time and never got like taken down to yeah. be worked on or whatever. And it's just been, it's seems cobbled together and there's a lot of systems that get forgotten. But again, it's a game that has been continuously updated for seven years. Things are going to get forgotten or they're going to go into the back burner, like the PVP system. The no, PvP yeah, system has not fine. changed in five years, and no one plays it. <laughs> right, I mean, like, so, with, a, with a game, like, as massive as Warframe or Destiny, like, inherently some stuff is going to, you yeah. know, go into the background, because, like, there's just only so much time and resources to maintain everything. They still, like, do buffs and nerfs to get the guns, especially when they, like, pop up to the forefront and everyone starts using them. They'll rework it. If it doesn't seem to be getting a lot of play time, they'll do a lot of things to keep quality of life up at the same time as keeping content fresh. Like they they've just recently reworked an entire tile set of procedural generation and added a whole quest for said new tile set. And I think next update they're going to completely like change up a faction. Like is that like a class, a character class? No, of? a faction is one of the antagonistic like groups. So oh, okay. Warframe has three antagonist, four, five, five antagonistic factions. One of which is a spoiler. The other one's just <laughs> rehashes of the other three factions, being the Void Corruptions, and then you have your Infested, your Corpus, and your Grenier. They've already reworked the Grenier, who are these, like, industrial clone society. Are they the guys where headshots are not good? No, those... Oh, headshots are good on all of them. No, the Grenier thought, are just heavily armored and, like, go... Rock, 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 and, I thought uh, one of them had, like, these big boxes on their heads and headshots weren't that effective on them. Oh, the Corpus? Maybe. Maybe the Corpus, the, the merchant cult. Headshots are actually more effective on them now. It's the only way to actually penetrate their shields. Hmm. 
They've completely reworked their damage system, so now they have shield gating, which is great because you now actually get, you know, not punished for shooting them in the head. And then the infested, which are hard to describe, but they're like mutated creatures made out of the other factions that have been torn apart by like some bizarre fungus disease question mark. Think of like the flood. Yeah. They're very much like the flood. Yeah. So they've already reworked the corpus and the grenier and added new elements to them. And now they're doing it to the infested who have not seen a lot of love recently. So I'm glad they come back and look at a faction and say, "Mm, this needs fixing or this needs changed. And this needs reworked now. Because not a lot of games do that. No, yeah, and fewer games do it well, I think. Yeah. Like, to, to have, like, a live service game and have it be successful, I think, is a, is a really big achievement. So, awesome. Okay. Uh, I think I'll just go ahead and go then. I'll, I have been playing Paper Mario the Origami King. And oh, yeah? How do you like it? I like it. Uh, I'm only, I think, roughly three hours in. Uh, so I haven't really, I've barely scratched the surface of this game. This game is massive. Uh, that much is apparent to me already. Like, just judging by, like, the map and, like, the items and the menus and stuff. Like, I've barely, like, even scratched the surface of this game. And I like it. I like it. I don't love it. Um, it's not, it's not sweeping me off my feet like I hoped it would, but I, I certainly am enjoying it a lot. It is very charming. It is very funny. And actually the battles aren't as annoying yet. Granted, I'm only like two or three hours in. They're not as annoying yet as I thought they might be. Right. I, the, so you know how the ring battles work, right? Like you're in a ring and you have to like rearrange the enemies into configurations where you can like wipe them out in one blow. Don't they like hold you that for a long time? They they handhold the the tutorials in this game are pretty obnoxious, right? They like, they treat you like a two year old, which I guess I makes was, sense. It's a Nintendo game. I was game. watching uh, Alpharad Plus, and it was like the first four episodes. Every battle was a, tutor- a tutorial. Yeah, yeah, that that was a little annoying. But Why? when that goes away, right? Like some of the some of these puzzles are actually like head scratches, right? Like it's it's kind of fun to think through, right? And I it's fun for now, but I wonder how long that'll like maintain especially considering this game is like dozens of hours long right and like it's fun the act of figuring those puzzles out is fun right now right but like to me i'm thinking uh you know 20 hours down the line they're probably not going to be fun anymore and especially because there's no xp incentive like i will just be avoiding battles like the plague i'm already like avoiding battles as much as i can and i only engage in the ones that are absolutely necessary which those come up frequent enough but yeah like overall right now i'm really liking it um and the 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 story i mean the story seems kind of dark for a paper mario game or well now that i think about it, paper mario games do tend to have a darker tinge to them but um i'm enjoying the story uh still haven't really met any companion characters yet other than like the main one uh and i don't really even know if like companion characters exist in the same capacity they did in the previous paper mario games where like they actually join you and stay with you uh, like i think i i read that they only ha- like companions only join you like temporarily and then leave yeah. or whatever 
they're with you temporarily, but the Bob story is very good. <laughs> okay. Like, so you I, yeah. love that Bob I'm excited to meet that character. But um but, but just like brief uh as, as, like impressions from the gameplay itself. There's like a gimmick where like you you collect confetti throughout the world by just like breaking things and like shaking shaking trees down or whatever. And you can use that confetti to plug in holes that have opened up, right? So like they do this a lot and it's getting slightly old already. So I can't imagine how annoying it'll be like 20 hours down the line. But like, yeah, every level you go to, there's like giant holes everywhere. And and granted, most of the time you can like walk around them, but like you can plug them up with confetti and like get some coins or unlock like a hidden thing. Another yeah, thing that, I think that it, mechanic's weird to me because I feel like it's not that different from Luigi's Mansion collecting the money and everything. But that was a joy to me every time I did it, like shaking everything in a room and getting all the money. Yeah. Oh, so speaking of money, by the way, I have like over ten thousand coins already, and I have no idea what I'm gonna use them for. Battles. So hopefully, like battles, really, like you can buy more time. And from what I've seen, at least watching streamers play it and stuff. Well, the, there are like advanced items you get that have durability, and you're gonna have to buy a few of those. But that seems like a fairly small cost so far. What you're really gonna need is to buy more time to solve those slide puzzles. Okay. So, yeah, I was just wondering what all that money is going to be used for, because the scale of it seems ridiculous. Like, I'm making hundreds of coins every battle. Like, I already have over 10,000 coins, and I've only yeah, put a couple I, hours in the game. somebody run out of money before. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, I was kind of hoping that money would have, like, a, an important use, with the considering the frequency at which they give it away. So that's good to hear. Uh, the, the last sort of thing I want to touch on uh, that I've seen so far is, like, the toad mechanic, right? So, like... There are these toads that are, like, hidden all over the world, and they're, like, folded up and crumpled up, and, like, you save them and straighten them out, and then they, like, join your battles to cheer you on. And these toads are just everywhere. They're kind of, like, almost like the moons from Mario Odyssey, right? They're just everywhere. Uh, and I I like that right now. It feels like an extra sort of collectible thing to look for while I'm progressing through the levels and through the story. Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to mention that. So it's, it, it's like, um, this game's version of like the Mario collectible, I think. And I, I like it quite a bit. So I, I um, haven't played this yet, but a couple of the things you haven't gotten to yet that aren't really spoilers. Yeah, um, yeah go ahead. A lot of people hated that the, well, people hated going in and I thought it was kind of lame that the only bosses were going to be these, um, yeah, I don't like that already. <laughs> The well, of it's, not, it's not true. Those are not the only bosses. Uh, okay, good. There are some other bosses that look really cool, in my opinion. And also, those bosses that are like a box of colored pencils and stuff have a lot more character than I expected from what I've seen. <laughs> like, they're That's actual fun. characters. They're not just like, you find this in the bottom of a temple or something and you have to break it and it's a boss fight. No, they're like actual characters that are kind of cool, in my opinion. That's good. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to playing more. It's just it's it, it's it's good. I'm liking it. It's just not I'm not loving it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I right now, if I were to give it a number, I give it like a seven point five. Oh, that's low. Yeah. You know, yeah, our scales. I mean, our scales are different. I mean, seven point five in my mind is good, not great. 
eight and above is great. You know, and like nine is like superb in my mind. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. I also completed Ghost of Tsushima, and the ending of that game just blew my socks off. Like, it's such a cool ending. Like, such a samurai movie ending. Uh, and that's all I'll say about that, because I don't want to get into spoilers, but it's very, very cool. Um, and yeah, that that's it for me. And I think that will do it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening. Please... Follow us at Ad Podcast Game Talk on Twitter. Please like, rate, and review us on any podcast service you use. Please click the link in the description to join our Discord and talk to us there. And thank you, Connor and Mike, for joining. Yep. See you next week, guys. And we'll catch you next time.